Welcome to the Odyssey Podcasts. This is Jean Cavellos, Director of the Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. The Odyssey Writing Workshop is an intensive six-week program for writers of fantasy, science fiction, and horror whose work is approaching publication quality, and for published writers who want to improve their work. Odyssey is held each summer on the campus of St. Anselm College in Manchester, New Hampshire. Adult writers from all over the world apply. Only 15 are admitted. Top authors, editors, and agents serve as guest lecturers. For more information, visit www.odysseyworkshop.org. Podcast 71 is an excerpt from Nancy Holder's lecture at Odyssey 2013 on The Secrets of a Satisfying Short Story. This lecture was so helpful that we asked Nancy to expand it into an Odyssey online class. Odyssey offers online classes each winter on specific writing topics. The text of this recording is copyright 2013 by Nancy Holder. The sound recording is copyright 2014 by Odyssey Writing Workshop's Charitable Trust. I'm going to talk today about The Secret to a Satisfying Short Story and the book that I'm talking about, it's easily gotten, it's by a man whose name you cannot forget, Russ Hills. And Russ Hills, who has unfortunately passed away, wrote a book that I use at UCSD to teach short story classes. It's called Writing in General and the Short Story in Particular. I think it's a gem. It's a little old now, so there are sections. If you buy it, I would suggest you pass over, like he talks like about writing for the slick men's magazines. You don't need to worry about that anymore. But the meat of the, of the book is really good. He was the fiction editor for, I believe, Esquire for decades. And um, it really has a lot of meaty things to say about short stories. <clears throat> I'm going to talk about Eddie, my literary crush, Edgar Allan Poe. Edgar Allan Poe was a master storyteller, the first American writer of science fiction and the creator of detective fiction in the sense of that there's a detective who solves clues and takes forensic evidence, has a sidekick. Okay, so Poe. Poe is very famous for having, in his day, he was well known for his writing, but he was also a literary critic, and that's how most people knew about him in those days. He wrote for many, many magazines, and he edited many. He wrote book reviews for many, many of them reviewing his own books under assumed names, and he was sort of like the Roger Ebert of, of his time. So he had, um, in reaction to some of the work he was reading, he started writing essays about how he thought stories should be put together. And he wrote something called The Philosophy of Composition. Google it, you'll see it everywhere. It's public domain. And he was reviewing Hawthorne's Twice Told Tales. So while he was reviewing it, he sort of went off onto his theories about how short stories should be put together. And that's the combined effort of that and philosophy of composition. If you put it in the grinder and bring it out, it's pretty much the next few things I'm going to say that Poe said. Uh, he suggested that a short story should be something a reader could read in a single setting and that there should be a unity of fact such that all the elements of fiction should build to a final stunning emotional reaction in the reader, an ending that satisfies. Ellen Datlow, the renowned speculative fiction editor, has said many times that the most common weaknesses she sees in story submissions is the ending, the most common weakness. 
And that's the number one reason she rejects stories. Um, and I would argue that the weakness of the ending occurs because the author didn't have sufficient command of the beginning of the story and its development into a story. That somewhere along the line, the author didn't translate an idea into a premise, into a plot. I see lots of stories where the author began the work with a bare-bones idea, but never fully committed that idea into an actual causal story. In his excellent book, which I highly recommend and is out of print, apparently, um, Ido Van Valkum, a character in a situation has a problem, and that's my emphasis. Attempts to solve the problem, usually fails, tries again, and this is what happened. What most often happens in the stories I see that fail is this lack of a problem. Writers start writing about the idea rather than the problem that their main character needs to tackle. Then when it's time to end the story, the writer isn't sure what the actual story became as they wrote it. So that means you're not sure how to end it. So whenever you're confused, ask yourself, who is doing what and why and what happens to them as a result? Now, the secret weapon that I see is that characters, fully fleshed characters, have more than one kind of problem. They usually have an external problem in the universe or goal. We'll say problem or goal. But they also have an interior And sometimes the reason that they have this interior problem is why they have the exterior problem. And so people who go to therapists will say, well, why do you want to become a famous freelance writer? Why do you want to reconcile with him? Why do you want to stay in this relationship when clearly I think it's not good for you? This having this interior business fueling the external problem is usually what makes a story stand out. Because once this is established, the ending, because it's a single effect, not only when you read it, but as you write it, this will feel cohesive, and it will feel organic, and it will feel like the ending was inevitable. Not that it was predictable, but that it was inevitable. So that when you read it, you go, oh, God, of course. And for a really good example of, of something like this in a different form is a Greek tragedy. If you read a Greek tragedy, at the end you go, oh my God, poor Oedipus, he never, oh, he said he would kill the guy, oh man. And so the internal drove the external and then led to the ending. So as you go, remember that this external interior problem isn't something that you have to create. It's usually inherent in what you're doing you want to uncover it. Has anybody read On Writing by Stephen King? Okay, then you know, what does King say about how he finds a story? How does he create or find a story? It's like a fossil or whatever. That's right, it's like a fossil. He's, you know how they do fossils? Like, and he's uncovering it, right? And he says that he writes according to situations. And so what is he saying? What is he doing? A character in a setting has a problem. That's a situation. So he's, he's focusing on the idea of setting up his story. So if you stop before you start and you create your situation in your head, you will might make it easier on yourself to get through your three-act structure and have a satisfying ending. So setting up your story first. Now, many people, and I can be one of them, will say, 
I don't want to do that. I want to discover the story as I go. That's great if you know how to do that. If you are saying, well, I'm going to discover the story as I go, but you don't, what's really happening is you are postponing deciding. You're not really discovering you're postponing. And sometimes people go, you know, I just, I had this great idea and I started writing and I don't, I just, I just fizzled out. So what did they do? They get another great idea. And they start another great story. And they start that story. How many stories do you have that are about a third finished, two thirds finished? Oh yeah. So the problem is you don't just sit down and get it going. You, you have an idea, but you don't have a premise or a plot yet. You have an idea. And especially in speculative fiction, what is speculation? What if? It's what if. And what is a what if? It's an idea. So we are drawn to these great ideas. What if there was a jump draw or a, you know, faster than light? What if there was faster than light? Uh, what if you could transplant somebody's entire head? And we think that is so cool. We're going to explore that idea. I'm going to explore that idea. But what we forget, sometimes, not all of us, and maybe not even you, but I, when I'm going to explore that idea, I forget that that means I have to tell a story. I'm not, you know, hi, this is my essay about head transplants. No, I need to present it in a story. When you are presenting an idea or representing the idea in a story, sometimes we stop at figuring out the idea especially in science fiction, fantasy, and horror, because the idea is what attracted us. A lot of times, we create characters that will match our ideas and send them on a journey because we want to explore this idea, but we have forgotten that. In exploring that idea, the tantamount, most important thing, in my mind, for a short story writer to do if they want to explore an idea is to what? Tell a story. You need to tell your reader a story. People say, this is great, but what, what happened to who? Nothing happened. Nothing happened. Nothing happened. To me, the secret, the big secret to writing short stories that people respond to are that the goals of the protagonist are interior and exterior. That the interior goal is really the pressing, driving need. And that it's manifested, it's represented or presented by an exterior goal. What drives people? Why do people want things? Why do you care? The text of this recording is copyright 2013 by Nancy Holder. The sound recording is copyright 2014 by Odyssey Writing Workshops Charitable Trust.